Jesus says, you will see me. Even though we can't see Jesus in the body, he says, you will see me when you look for me. And we look with eyes of faith and we can see Jesus. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. When we are facing difficulties and when we are experiencing great triumph, when we are engaged in great work, both of those scenarios, one of the first things that we want is to go to our family or our close friends and say, look, look where I am. Whether it's a really hard spot or a really great spot or some combination of both, we want to be in that kind of work with somebody. We want to be together in joy and in sorrow. We want a common mission. When I was around five or six years old, uh, we were visiting my grandparents at their ranch in Kansas. And I remember watching the adults, watching my grandfather and watching my dad and watching my grandma and watching everybody work together. And I was kind of left near the barn. I didn't get to go out and do whatever they were doing. So they just left me there to play, which was great. But I noticed when they got back, they were all covered in dirt and covered in grease and just looked like they had been working. And I realized I looked at my hands and I looked at my clothes and I had clean gloves and a clean shirt and I wanted to identify with them. I wanted to be with them. I wanted them to know that I was working too and that I wanted to work like them. I wanted to imitate them. So the next time they went out, I went into the barn and I rolled around in the dirt floor and I wiped my hands and my face and grease and anything dirty I could find and I dusted myself off and I proudly, when they returned, just displayed all of that before them as if to say, hey, I see you guys working and I'm working too. I'm with you in the work. I'm right here with you. Jesus knows this about human nature and, and he knows this about us. And he knew this about his disciples because they were facing a great challenge and they were also experiencing this exhilarating time where they were triumphing together in ministry and they were learning how to do ministry in Jesus name and they were experiencing the community of Christ and so they were faced now though with the prospect of Jesus going away and of doing ministry and they knew it was going to be difficult and so Jesus in part of his last words with his disciples begins to let them know that them not being alone is a number one priority for him. He begins to explain to them that he will not abandon them, that he will not leave them alone. And so the disciples know that Jesus is leaving and he says that he's going to go away and prepare a place for them, but that still means that he's gone. And so that's what they're facing. And so Jesus at this point in John's Gospel, in chapter 14, in the text that we're looking at today, Jesus begins to introduce his disciples to a person that they will later meet. A person, he says, is already with you, but you will see them later. This is a person that 
he will ask the Father, his heavenly Father, to send. And he will send together. Now there's a condition at the beginning of today's text. And that condition is, if you love me, Jesus says, if you all, my disciples, and he's saying it to us, if you love me, obey my commandments. And that is the conditional statement for the sending of this person that Jesus begins to talk about. And when we think of obeying Jesus' commandment, of course there are many commandments, but the core and the heart of the commandment that Jesus would leave with his disciples, the new commandment he said in the previous chapter that I leave with you, is that you love one another. So if you love me, if you love God, then you should love one another. And actually obeying my commandments, he, Jesus says that's how, that's going to be the, the proof, that's the litmus test for whether you love God or not. You know, do we love others and are we obeying Jesus' commandments? That's, that's the litmus test. So uh, think about later in the story when Jesus is restoring Peter after he's denied him and wandered away and Jesus come back, comes back and he begins to ask Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter replies, yes, Lord, I love you. And he asks him three times. And he says, okay, well, if you love me, then feed my sheep. That's another way of saying, if you love me, obey my commandments. Go into the world and do as I have done unto you. Be with people in the world like I have been with you. And so that's the condition. And so who's this person that Jesus says, I'm going to send. I'm going to ask the Father and he's going to send. And I'm not going to abandon you. Well, a couple of things we learn about this person that Jesus is going to send. And one of those things is that he will never leave you. Right? This person will never leave you. He will lead you into all truth. He will be in you. And a little later, he will remind you of everything that I said. Jesus said he'll remind you of everything that I ever told you. This sounds like a member of our family, somebody who knows us really well. It sounds like someone we could trust, someone we could be loyal to. It sounds like someone who's loyal to us, someone who will never leave, who will lead us into truth, who will be in us. It's someone who knows us well. And so Jesus then gives the name. He introduces this person and he says, I'm going to send you the paraclete. Parakletos is the Greek word, and we translate it a couple of different ways. Some translations in English will say the helper, or I will send you the counselor. Uh, and I think in this context today, it's best translated as advocate. I'm going to send you an advocate. This will be the Holy Spirit, and, and the Holy Spirit will advocate for you. He will make sure that anything that you face, you don't face alone. I will send you the advocate to be with you. Paraclete, it means it means to, to call alongside. And he actually says, I'll send you another paraclete. And that reminds us that Jesus has been the paraclete with us all along. He's been a paraclete with the disciples. He's been, he's been with them. He's been alongside them. He has been called alongside them. He has called out to them, and he has never left their side. So Jesus says, when I go, I'm going to send you another paraclete. And this will be the Holy Spirit, a member of the Trinity. We have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit, equal persons communing together out of love for one another and out of love for us, for all of their creation. And 
but this is one God. And so it's in this mystery of the Trinity that Jesus continues to reveal himself and reveal his plan for the church and everything that he will leave. And so Jesus goes on to say, I'm not going to abandon you. I will not leave you as orphans. What a great message of hope. I, I will not leave you as orphans. I will make sure that when you are experiencing some great triumph or when you're experiencing a great hardship, that you will not be doing that alone. You will have somebody with you at all times to say, look, watch. Do you see me? Do you see where I am? And Jesus says it very explicitly. I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And when he says, I will come to you, he means really three things. And in John's telling of the story, these three things, it's not so important to identify which one at which time as, is, as it is to just acknowledge that these are all the ways that Christ comes to us and the way that Jesus comes to us now, today, here in Sweetwater, here in Nolan County, here in the United States, here around the world in 2020. I will come to you means I will, once I have been resurrected, I will return and make appearances to my disciples before Pentecost. I will come to you means I will come to you in the presence of the Holy Spirit, another paraclete to be with you at all times. I will always be with you. And it also means I will come to you in the way that Jesus talked about at the beginning of the chapter, that if I go away, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may also be. He even says, uh, the Father and I, we will, we will make a home with you. And it's the same word as when Jesus says, in my Father's house, there are many rooms or there are many dwelling places. There are many places to be. And this is a place that we want to be. And Jesus knows that. He speaks right to the heart of our desire. And he says, I'm going to a place where you want to be. And I'm preparing that place for you. And actually, that place begins now. We are making a home with you and for you. Jesus is bringing us into the life of God, into the life of the Trinity. It's in the text here. Because I live, you will live also. This is life that we want to get in on. So we learn, again, we're reminded in this text that God is perennially interested in being present with us. And he's not only interested in it, he's committed to it, and he's demonstrated it. God has demonstrated that he is committed, he's with us at all times, and he will go to great lengths to do that. And so today, as we wrap up, and you are where you are at home or out and about, been asking myself these questions and I'm going to ask us together today what is our response to God's commitment and his enacting of being present with us at all times in this way not abandoning us not leaving us alone what is our response will we welcome this work in our lives will we pause to recognize the presence of God through faith and Jesus says you won't the world won't see me. They won't see this other advocate that I'm going to send because they're not looking for me. They won't recognize me. Jesus says, you will see me. Even though we can't see Jesus in the body, he says, you will see me when you look for me. And we look with eyes of faith and we can see Jesus. 
So will we pause to recognize the presence of God? Will we pause to recognize the deep welling up of our love for God? Even if it seems like the well is quieted, the stream is diminished, will we pause and listen and look and allow that love that is welling up inside of us, will we allow that love to lead us into obedience? And as we do that, and if we do that, God has promised, I will be with you at all times. I will not leave you alone. I will send you the Holy Spirit. And that is the great news that we share today. May God be with you in that way. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.